Hi and welcome to the episode 7 of the U podcast the show about small ticket entertainment my name is Asim Bernie and I'm joined by my regular co-hosts Martin Pauli and at every show we talk about news and technology that you might have missed and we always have a weekly discussion about a non mainstream or maybe a forgotten movie we usually pick a different genre per week and this week we'll be discussing an anime movie uh, which is Steam Boy so hi everybody uh, let's get the show started Hey guys, how's it going? Going well, thank you. You've been chilling and relaxing and maxing. <laughs> Have you been watching Fresh Prince again? <laughs> I've been listening to Snoop Dogg again. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, I'm just getting bored of the current state of hip hop and so I'm just reaching back to the classics. So Snoop is one of them. <laughs> okay. So um let's get this let's get the show started episode 7 um with the instead of start of the week let's start with the rant of the week i'll get it st- maybe marty maybe you can take it actually <laughs> over I, i don't think we should break with traditions here uh what's your rant of the week this week i i don't really i i think it would be unfair because tomorrow being friday um i should normally save up my rants for uh, for the blog actually but um, technically speaking the episode will go on next week so your rant will already have passed <laughs> <laughs> Technically yes. Um I mean I honestly I, we we should just take the piss out of uh 2.5 men cuz it is shit. Man, I fucking fucking hate 2.5 men. How long has the show been running and consistently not being funny? I mean, I'm watching episode 6 on television now. The kid is suddenly like he's huge, man. He's not like Yeah, yeah, yeah. I once saw that. I was like, "What the hell happened to him?" He's not half a person anymore, man. He's at least like three quarters of a person. So even the title doesn't make sense anymore. And I really wonder if Charlie Sheen or John Cryer actually considered to be men, man. I don't know what kind of image or whatever that is all about, but it fucking sucks, man. I hate that. I just think for me. I don't understand how it wins awards. I don't understand how uh the show can sell that much advertising space for however much money that they can afford to pay all the guys half a million dollars. I don't understand why the American public likes it so much. I I'm it, just No, just move on. Let's just have something proper. And I don't, I, I, I don't understand why it's constantly on repeat, man. Why is it constantly on? It's like this kind of scientific experiment that they're doing with us. They constantly put two and a half men on and just hate it. I mean, I don't get who watches the show. No, it, it's it's dreadful. Obviously, Americans have a horrible taste uh, in comedy. Uh, the jokes are predictable, not funny. It's just generally not good, and it's just so boring. Nothing has changed. And the first episode, I'm sure, is basically the same as this the current episode. I just it's just weird. I don't understand it. Apart from the hot women. <laughs> that was the only thing I can give it to that show, the hot women and their enormous 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 boobs. But I, somewhere you know it kind of gets back to our conversation from episode 1 or episode 2. It's also the laugh track fan. I fucking hate it. Oh, that that just I can I try to stay away from laugh tracks, but that show just doesn't matter. If, even if it didn't have laugh tracks, it wouldn't change much. It's horrible. Okay, I just needed to, to kind of get that off my chest, man. I was it was stuck on the Comedy Network or the Comedy Central or whatever and Man, I'm going to upload a little video from the college humor guys too on the website um with the posting um so yeah, we're not the only ones. <laughs> 
Okay, so uh, let's move to the next segment, which is a bit more uh, peaceful. Um, <laughs> very underwhelming, even we could say. Uh, let's let's start with the underwhelming Trinity. Okay, so um, the Underwhelming Trinity, uh, our weekly uh, section where we talk about anything that's popped up on the U-Podcast radar. Um, so um, maybe, Ahmed, you can uh, start us off. This week I came across a new concept car that BM has been working on, and it's called the BM Gina. Have ja- you guys heard of it? The BM Gina? <laughs> no, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> I just think BM Gina sounds better, man. <laughs> so anyway, BM Gina. No, I, I, I've never heard of the BM Gina. <laughs> Have you, Marty? No, never heard of it. Pretty much, uh, BM is going in a completely different safety direction. The body of the car, they changed from metal by time to kind of fiberglass plastic. Now it's a water-resistant cloth. Huh? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> the car, as it goes fa- fast, it readapts its shape to the aerodynamics of the safety of the passengers in the car, so that if a crash were to take place, the whole body would readapt itself around that crash, and the car would look completely different. Man, isn't that stolen from Demolition Man? Isn't no, Demolition Man had just foam around the car. Oh, so the whole Gina changes into foam? (laughs) Wow, it's a shape-shifting sports car. There you go. Pretty much, that's it. And uh, I'm going to put some uh, links for you guys to check it out and some uh, YouTube uh, clips. It's really, really interesting. It's new. It's um, a completely different direction that now apparently even... Mercedes and Audi are considering doing the water-resistant, translucent fabric skin. But this is um, this is a prototype, right? I mean, this is a prototype. But actually, they do have two cars like this that are actually running the the tracks and being tested for crashes. It's it's a weird coated spandex in a way. That's how odd it looks. Would you buy one? Hell no! I value my life. (laughs) (laughs) Why would I want to drive a car that's made of a water-resistant cloth? (laughs) Water-resistant, that's awesome, man. But, yeah, like, it's like a sponge or something? I I don't get it. (laughs) So, yeah, so that's the odd thing I came across uh, for our uh, underwhelming trinity this week. Okay, that's, uh, yeah, nice. Um, Marty, what about you? Um, I've picked up something, uh, something weird and, and vaguely unwonderful, uh, <laughs> but semi amusing, uh, also from the, the register, one of my favorite websites actually. Uh, this is the strange story of, uh, a guy called The Stig, who, for those of you who don't watch a program called Top Gear, which is, uh, on the BBC in the UK, uh, The Stig is basically, a professional racing driver who test drives lots of cars for the show around their around their test track and he's always in white racing overalls with a blacked out helmet so nobody knows who he is um he was actually photographed near Loch Ness in Scotland um but as part of Google's very zealous shall we say um regime with uh, street view uh, the, the photo of the Stig 
in front of Loch Ness has now been pixelated because they've deemed that he has a human face. And for some reason, he's now pixelated, which is just very strange. But he just, I mean, the whole body is pixelated. I mean, it's not like he's still wearing his mask. I mean, his helmet. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's in the overalls. He's got the helmet on, you know. So they've still, <laughs> they've still decided that it, 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 obviously the software means that has decided that he, it's a human or something and, and therefore possibly has a face or this, that and the other. And uh, hence he has to be pixelated. <laughs> well, wasn't there a black stick for a while too? There was, there was a uh, black stick, but his identity got revealed, I think. So they they sacked him and uh, they replaced him with uh, with a white stick. That's harsh, man. That's a very <laughs> Superman thing. Like <laughs> identity is known, you're no longer any good to us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, um, so my underwhelming. It's kind of a follow-up to what I had, what we were talking about last uh, last week about um, breakups going horribly wrong, um, and this is kind of maybe the effect in a way. Not, I mean, it's kind of a sad story, but it's very, it's kind of shocking though. Um, it's from the Times, and the title is "Worried Pimp Called Off Rabbi Baruch Shalomesh Three-Day Drug-Fueled Orgy." Uh, orgy. Um, so this is a. An eminent rabbi who had a three-day cocaine-filled binge with a, a supply of escorts. I love the word supply of escorts. Not like just like a one or two, but a whole supply. And uh, basically, he's, him, him, him and his um, drug-dealing um, pimp kind of friend, Nasir Abbas, um, they uh, shacked up in a... Um, in a, hotel, in a flat in Manchester for 10 days, and the plan was just to get high on drugs, a bit, a bit like what um, Johnny Depp and Benicio del Toro were doing in uh, leaving, uh, what's it called? Loathing in, uh, living in loathing in Las Vegas? That's it, right? Fear and loathing in Las yeah, Vegas. Yeah, fear and loathing yeah. in Las Vegas, right. Um, so pretty much that, but what happened is after three days of uh, cocaine binges, um, he, uh, his pim got a bit um, worried and he called off the rest of the party. So, um, but they did get caught. Uh, they did get caught by the police, and uh, yeah, he's uh, facing criminal charges. Um, but the, 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 I mean, the crux of the story is, in a way, that I was thinking this is probably the only collaboration that I've seen between uh, Jews and Muslims in a long time, <laughs> and uh, yeah. Apparently, if we just link up on uh, drugs and prostitutes, we can all kind of live together in peace and harmony. Yeah, but we need a budget of a thousand pounds a week like these guys, so... Yeah. I mean, this, this guy, he was like, he had like a six million pound fortune, he was a, a academic, he was a businessman, charity giver, beautiful, a serious man. And uh, all of the, his kind of his world world fair, fell apart when his wife died. So, I mean, it's kind of a sad story. But um, yeah, I was just shocked to kind of read how how bad a guy can go, you know, in in certain circumstances. Did you uh, read the story, Marty? Or skim through it's, it? It's it's insane. <laughs> it's insane. There's not really much to say. I mean, fair play to the guy. <laughs> Um, it, may, it made me think, you know, like that song, You're Going Down in a Blaze of Glory? <laughs> That's, this is a blaze of glory, man. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> well, 
apparently rabbis know how to party. <laughs> no style, like the movie. I don't know, I'm a little bit more, uh, not as compassionate as you with the whole wife thing, because, I mean, when I read this, I got intrigued. So according to statistics, every day over a dozen get... Over a dozen people die, whether they're husband or wife, and people deal and cope with it. We don't read a lot of news that, you know, someone lost his wife or husband and they went on a coke rampage of a thousand pounds a week. I mean, <laughs> it's a little bit too much, man. But I think, you know, like if he, if he, he is a rabbi, he's probably led like a really clean life, I would say, you know, and looking at his track record, probably, and when that Dude, happens... this is not algebra. A plus and a minus will make it nothing, okay? <laughs> I, I, what are you going on about? <laughs> I, I'm just kind of trying to understand the guy, you know? Like, if I can understand where he's coming from, I can maybe understand how much fun he had afterwards. <laughs> uh, he probably didn't, man. It probably just sucked, man. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, yeah, that was kind of uh, depressing, but yeah, that was my underwhelming for this week. Awesome, <laughs> Bernie, promoting breakups, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I think I need a nice love story or something for uh, for next episode. Cause, uh, yeah, next time you pick a film, it has to be a chick flick. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, uh, speaking about movies I picked, uh, let's start um, with the movie discussion of this week, which is uh, Steam Boy. Um, here is is the trailer. So yeah, that was the trailer for Steam Boy. Um, this is a um, 2004 Japanese animated movie um, directed and written by Katsuhiro Otomo. Okay, in this entire episode, if there are any Japanese listeners, just forgive me for my pronunciations. I have no idea how to pronounce these names. If I try to pronounce it, it'll become a parody of a shogun or something like that, so I don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> so... Katsuhiro Otomo, um, and this was his second anime release, um, followed up by uh, the seminal Akira. This was my pick of, pick of the week, and why did I pick this is because uh, recently there's been news that the Hughes brothers, um, the guys from Menace Society, Shaft, they are in talks to make a live-action version of Akira. Um, thinking of that, I thought, yeah, let's why, why not revisit Akira? But it's a movie that I... I think I've seen a lot of times, and I, as much as I can understand it, I think I've reached that point. I will ne never understand everything about Akira, but I've kind of reached my uh, glass ceiling with it. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, Akira is pretty... I mean, do you guys understand Akira? I like to think I do. Um, what about you, Ahmed? Would you say that you understand Akira? Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know what you mean because I, I have the same thing. Like, I, it's an awesome movie, but do I understand yeah. everything that's going on? And I can't say I do, man. Um, anyway, so that made me think of 
what did he what did uh, this guy do after uh, akira and um i remember that steam boy came out and it was uh, one of the most expensive uh, movies back in that day so i thought um yeah it's been it's been a quite a while so maybe let's just try to talk about this movie and revisit it and then see if if it, if it is um a decent follow up to akira so um that's kind of the first question i have for you marty um uh loving akira is steam boy a, a worthy follow up to that movie uh i would say no um <laughs> but 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 only because the the films are so different the the animations different they're drawn different ways the stories are completely different uh akira is on such a scale um and the ambition of the the ambition of the plot and the story of akira are are so grand that it's i think very difficult to uh, to replicate um i just think that there's nothing particularly inherently wrong with steam boy i really liked it but in in terms of it being a a follow up or you know it has to you know it's it's the next thing from so and so and you must go and see it uh i i didn't really see it like that at all actually what about you ahmed what did you think about uh, steam boy i thought it was a little bit tedious it was too long the story was dragging i couldn't Back to it. Yeah, I guess it wasn't my kind of film. <laughs> so, what was what were the like the things that you didn't like about it? Uh, I think the only thing I didn't appreciate is just that uh, it dragged for a little bit too longer. Like, uh, I thought that film would be really great if they cut it to an hour twenty minutes. I don't know if you guys agree with me about that or not. Yeah, what? maybe. There were quite a few scenes that we really didn't need to see. I mean, anything that's not action. <laughs> But, uh, okay. No, I'm actually serious because I get into an anime movie to see action in a cartoon. Not a movie story dragging on about the relationship between a grandfather and his son, and then the father, how he turned psycho with the little boy. The little boy is completely confused who he listens to, his father, his grandfather. He needs to... And why is that boy a steam genius? <laughs> At the age of 12. <laughs> No, the problem I had is, is he a steam genius? I don't see that much geniusity in him, man. I, I... Well, he was fixing the damn thing in the first two minutes of the film, and he, like, he saved the whole entire factory's life. Yeah. With a wrench. I mean, that's a superhero, man. It, it was funny that he, he, when, when in the first moment you saw Steam Boy, um, I thought, man, that's like Canada, but with a Manchester accent. Cause he has the same, uh, receding hairline teen look, you know? And, and, and the other thing I was noticing, you know that, uh, bike he rides off on? Uh, yeah. In the first yeah, the really cool one in the beginning. Didn't that look like that thing that uh, Mr. Garrison invented in South Park, the it? <laughs> but, oh my God, yeah. But <laughs> it, South Park just added two dildos to it. <laughs> but that that kind of machine that that exists. That's uh, it's a kind of a gyroscopic bike, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, for me, um, I kind of need. To, I kind of agree with uh, with. Um, Ahmed, that maybe this isn't like the follow-up to Akira that we were hoping for. Hell um, no. <laughs> but no, but it, I don't think that it can be. I don't think. It, I mean, I think you can look at it with anticipation because it's come from the same maker and you know that it, it, it has that in common. But ultimately, Akira said in the future, post-apocalyptic, leading to another apocalypse. I think, and then, <laughs> and then <laughs> this, this, you know, this this one is set. 
it's set in the 1800s in in Manchester and London, and the technology revolves around steam. There's no mention of electricity. That doesn't feature. I mean. Being British and obviously living in London, what I really liked was how they captured the spirit of the Victorian period. So in terms of how they, how they made London look, how they had the buildings, how that was basically accurate as far as I could tell. Um, that was beautiful. It was, and it was, was obviously, obviously they, they obviously connected things to the, the Great Exhibition and the Crystal Palace and, and things like that. Um, so that was really, really good. Um, but strangely, when I was watching it, I was thinking of, um, I, w- I was reminded of two, if not three, other films. One was Wild Wild West. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> like With Will Smith. Yeah. Um, the other film that I was reminded of was um, A League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yep, yeah. And I was also reminded of uh, the first Hellboy film as well. Yeah, I mean, I think, and I, I can add one more movie, but it's probably because you haven't seen it yet, the latest Sherlock Holmes. Um, and I think that's because they're all in a genre that is called steampunk, um, which is kind of an alternative take from steam technology. And I think all of these movies are in that steampunk genre. I think also like um, Full Metal Alchemist, I don't know if you guys uh, see that um have seen that anime or that manga? It's also kind of a magic mixed with um, with science, um, and I think that's why um, you uh, you do think of these movies uh, when you're watching Steamboy. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, for me, I was just going to say that I think it's what I quite like is that certain, the, the use of basically what's a redundant technology in our world, in our current world, but that enables or enables enables in that sort of reality the progress that we've made so in terms of mechanization and and the ability for machines to to do these grand things obviously you had tanks you had uh machines that were kind of like crawling along running along they had calipers they were able to rip the roof off a train and that was all basically steam powered and all of those things are possible now in contemporary times but have nothing to do with steam technology driving it. So it's this kind of antiquated but sort of forward-looking sort of embracement of technology, I guess. Yeah. That's like simultaneously. I mean, I want to kind of get back to my point where, where I was kind of comparing it to Akira. I, I mean, I, I completely agree with you, Martin. I think it's very unfair to um, uh, compare this movie with Akira. But... Um, there were certain aspects, like, I mean, this is directed and written by the same guy. He had the success of Akira, and he had a much, much larger budget and more time. I mean, this took him 10 years to make. And even though I didn't want to think of Akira, I think the movie made me think of Akira. The character design is very similar, especially of the main character. He pretty much looks like Kaneda. Um, the movie starts with a big explosion. And it ends with a huge orb kind of entity um, growing up uh, in in the middle of the city and destroying pretty much everything. Um, It also ends with um, the hero having to enter the big globe or whatever is destroying the city and kind of destroy it from the inside. Like these these few themes, they really made me think a lot about Akira. And the other thing that what, what this story and Akira is about is about Japanese movies have these themes about it's kind of a warning of what science can do. 
And that's what Akira is, that's what Godzilla is, and this is what Steam Boy is too. Basically, it's warning. That's what the grandfather is doing all the time. He's talking about... Oh, by the way, the grandfather character is clearly insane. He's played by uh, Patrick Stewart, uh, with a, again, when, with a Manchester accent. What do you call that, a Manc- Mancusian accent, Marty? Mancunian. Mancunian accent. Mancunian. Yeah, okay, Mancunian. <laughs> uh, I just feel weird saying it. I'm just wrong. <laughs> um, and uh, he's pretty much making the point that science should only deal f- with uh, with goodness and fairgrounds and merry-go-rounds, and it shouldn't be used against um, against for destruction purposes. And uh, again, Steam Boy is about what would happen if science is used for armament, and I think. Yeah, that's one of those big Japanese themes, you know, that, yeah, Hiroshima did destroy a big part of their country, and I think they're still coming to uh, coming to terms with that as a big part of their uh, cultural experience. Yeah, that's true. But I, I think that was one of the things that reminded me, that made me think of um, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, because that was also about, admittedly it was set a little bit further in time ahead, a little bit ahead in time further. God, I can't speak anymore. <laughs> It was a little bit in the future compared to Steam Boy, but that was also about technology dominating a war. Mm. Um, and also the other thing that made me think of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is that you did have these strangely uh, advanced technologies, but that were actually still contemporary. Yeah. So you, you had the car and the, and the ship, for example, but they still relied on the technology that was around at the time rather than just something new. So it wasn't actually uh, science fiction as such. So I think it helps keep, I think it helps keep the, uh, the, the film and, you know, thinking of Steam Boy again, it, it helps sort of uh, fix it in that, in that reality, in that period, because every, everybody is obviously, they've, they've dressed everybody and given all these nods to that particular period. But then they actually don't compromise that with how they let the technology sort of drive the, the, the context of the film, as it were. Ahmed, were, were there things that you liked about the movie? Uh, actually, um, just like what Mari was saying the last part, I really like movies that uh, it takes place in an older time when there is no technology, and you start seeing the evolution, the evolution of something. And in that case, it was the steam technology with the crazy trains, the crazy uh, that locomotive that chased the boy on the ground, and then on the train tracks, and then it got kicked into the water and still survived. I like all that kind of technology, which also made me think a lot of uh, what do you call it, Wild Wild West. Mm. Like, big time, like, I kept seeing yeah. uh, a lot of stuff like that, which was really, really cool, because I do like that kind of films a lot. Uh, I'm kind of worried that you're kind of comparing it to really shit movies, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> I mean... It's not like it's the greatest movie. I mean, I would say it's slightly better than both of those. I mean, uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen made Sean Connery quit acting. I mean, that's how bad that movie was. I mean, for me, the things that I really liked is what you're mentioning, the um, the, the design, but I think it's you can really see the money that's spent on this movie. I mean, it's it's on a grand scale. Um, not only the background, but the machinery. You can clearly see that there's probably science behind this. You know, these aren't just crazy 
crazy designs for the sake of being crazy designs you know these are this is well thought through how things are working how 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 these gears and all, how these little things are kind of uh, interacting with each other um and also just the way london is shown it's beautiful i mean mm. that scene where they end up at victoria station i mean dude how awesome was it to see victoria station without like a million starbucks you know <laughs> <laughs> i got to say this movie and i think this is a big mistake of mine or maybe the way the movie has been distributed i think this experience would be completely different if this movie wasn't in english um if i'd seen it in original japanese with subtitles i think a lot of the voice work that just did not work for me at all i know they spent a lot of money um getting some pretty well known stars like alfred molina um anna paquin and patrick stewart to do the voices but i just felt i mean they the voice work did not work for me i don't think anna paquin's uh, mancunian accent was any good i patrick stewart was hamming it up hamming it up completely but i think he was enjoying himself um alfred molina was kind of wasted um and there was and i think there was one scene especially where um um and this is kind of in the midway point of the movie where uh, steamboy uh, meets his father again and um he thought pretty much his father was dead and this is kind of a slight spoiler but um he's alive and he's in a in a pretty bad burnt up state um but the whole scene they're just so blase about it you know <laughs> the dad just kind of comes in he sits on the table and he's like oh what are you doing oh don't ask me any questions and you're like what the hell man what's going on here he just got me kidnapped what the hell yeah i mean and i think the voice work was a big big thing about it but the visuals are amazing and the action scenes uh, at the start at on the train at the end um those are just exhilarating but anything that's in between the character design the the voice work um it just doesn't work for me i mean i think as the uh, as the the token brit among two belt two other buttons i was really disappointed with the accents Uh, and and uh, and the voice work i thought that for the most part the accents were just basically a generic northern they weren't actually particularly from lancashire or or from, or from manchester for example um and i thought anna paquin was in in that sense was sort of all over the shop really um but i think that we, what i would say is that if we had the choice i think we would have all preferred to have watched this with subtitles and i think it would have made a big difference yeah that said if you're not from britain but you understand english then you probably won't really pick up on these things and it probably won't change the enjoyment of the film so although i've been a little bit harsh there i think nothing really that you can do about it uh, i think you just sort of have to accept that that's pretty much how the producers wanted it to be it's how they wanted to market the film that's how they wanted to improve the amount of people who want to sort of watch the film and and buy it so no hard feelings on that one it's just one of those things and i guess in some senses it was quite nice as a as a british person to at least see them try <laughs> see that they bothered to get yeah well they did get Alfred Molina and Patrick Stewart mm. um i mean i think they could have gone with maybe even a a no name a no name british actress to do uh, to do Ray's voice i don't think that would have affected things greatly um given that i don't think anna paquin is necessarily hugely famous anyway despite uh, despite being an x-men i don't think she's had a, a particularly stellar career so i mean she's in true blood now which is 
pretty big. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen that yet. It's it's not bad. It's a bit trashy, but it's uh, it's not bad. I don't know. I thought that the most interesting part for me in that film was how they're stereotyping the mad scientists. I thought it was just brilliant. You see the dad with the hair doll plugs, hairs just completely gone from mad, and the mechanical arm, which kind of was kick ass. <laughs> and then you have the grandfather who's skinny, squirmy, and completely mad, and almost naked throughout the whole film. It just. Uh, yeah, uh, the grandfather was clearly using the Obi-Wan uh, Kenobi yeah. approach of your father is dead, you know. Yeah, he's dead, but he's not really dead. He's just a bad man now. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> he was a little bit Darth Vader, wasn't he? Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah, the father. And especially when he kind of took off the, the, the things that were hiding it, I was like, yeah, like Darth Vader, it's not much more than a bad burn, you know? <laughs> like, it's, it's a lot of contraption <laughs> on your face to hide a bad burn. Just live with it, man. Gorbachev had a big stain on his head and he became president. Dude, that was the map of Russia. <laughs> I, I, st- I still love that scene in Naked Gun when he, Frank Drevin kind of wipes it off. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, um, any any other scenes that uh, stood out for you, Ahmed? I was thinking it would be a good idea for them to make a second part, but a lot of years into the future because they left it dangling in the end. Yeah, they clearly set it up for a sequel. Yeah, but I think that sequel would be a really, really good idea if they jump a few years. Like, a lot of years. Like what, in the future? Like Akira? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, uh, take it up a notch from, like, steam technology and stuff like this to something that's, I don't know, petrol essential? Give it some more aggression, some more violence. <laughs> you just want more action. It's basically not, not, it's basically it's no longer a kid's film, which is basically what this is. <laughs> I want to enjoy it, what the hell, man? <laughs> yeah, it is kind of a kid's film, I, I kind of do get that, and I think yeah. they're, they're, I mean, they're, they do kind of have a whole strong morality. Oh. And the whole, like, you hit people your age, you get punished and no supper for you, sending strong messages to kids. Yeah. The thing was, like, a few of the things, I think, um, they just don't work because it's, again, it's in English, you know, that's like, um, a lot of times he's repeating himself, you know, like steam ball, steam castle, steam castle. And it's, it, the words just, the word steam ball just doesn't sound cool, you know, like they can still fly the damn castle with two balls anyway. So, I mean, and like the point of saving the city is by destroying half the city. Like the climax just didn't make any fucking sense. And, the one part that annoyed me so bad in this movie was the character of Scarlet. She is pretty much a psycho bitch, and every time she says it, <laughs> it's horrid, I want to kind of like get into the screen and beat her. <laughs> she was uh, not really integral to the plot. I didn't really see that she played a big part of that. So Yeah, she was just annoying, man. Yeah, it's, it's quite difficult, really, because there, there are lots of other things that kind of make it charming. I mean, they have Stevenson in there, and they, you know, they do talk about... Some of the science is pretty much spot on when the thing starts to freeze and obviously with the gas and everything and that's all, that's all accurate and that's all really good. Um, but I, I, I would go back to one of the first things that Ahmed said, which was strangely, although it's only an hour and 40 minutes, so it's a hundred minutes in total, it could have that done with being an hour, an hour and a half. 50 minutes. Because the film is basically in two parts. It's sort of in Manchester and then in London. Until the until the battle starts, and then it's just the battle, and then the climax of that. So there's not 
there's not actually a lot in the film that breaks it up or that would perhaps make the the duration a little bit more easy on the eye. Okay, so maybe we can just round it up and kind of give our final thoughts. Um, Ahmed, maybe you can go first. Pretty much, if you go into seeing this film, uh, as we all said, please watch it in Japanese with English subtitles and you might enjoy it a little bit more than us. Marty? It's quite a good film. I would not really hesitate to recommend it. I mean, certainly if, uh, you know, if, if you're 10 or 12 or kids <laughs> that age or whatever, then it's going to be a good film for them. And they'll just be, well, they'll be, no, but they'll be, enter- they'll be entertained by everything. And then at the end of the day, an 11 or 12 year old kid isn't really going to understand all of Akira anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think this is good. I mean, it's beautifully, it's beautifully uh, uh, drawn. It's really, really nice. Um, so for me, yeah, it's a, it's a good film. I'm glad I watched it, actually. And it, it does give me something else to, uh, to add to uh, maybe the next time I watch Akira as well. I'll have something else to think about. So, I mean, I pretty much grew up on anime. Um, I've been watching it since I was a kid. I love um, Knights of the Zodiac. I even love Dragon Ball Z, which probably isn't even anime. Um, Fist of the North Star, Ninja Scroll, Akira. These are all kind of the movies I I love. Um, Unfortunately, Steam Boy is not going to be one of those. Um, It has a 58% on Rotten Tomatoes, and I think that's a pretty accurate score for ones from Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, I think it's the animation is the main selling point of this movie it's beautiful to watch uh, unfortunately the voice work and the story uh, kind of lets it down um, I think uh, I was reading uh, Wikipedia and uh, I came across this quote by uh, Steve, Stephen, Stephen Hunter from the Washington Post and this is why these kind of, kind of guys critics are paid for their jobs and we're three bums talking on a sky on a skype and recording a podcast but steven hunter says it's simply pictures of what could have happened and i think that's a very kind of clear sentiment about how i feel about the movie it's it's very pretty pictures about a future that might have happened but um it's not nothing more than that um so yeah um so i think yeah uh, watch it if you just want to kind of see the the animation, which is uh, beautiful, um, but yeah, I don't think this movie holds up. I think there's a if you do want to kind of uh, tip tip your toe in uh, the anime uh, pool, um, there's uh, quite a few choices out there that are maybe better suited. Um, okay, so uh, that was our discussion about Steam Boy. Um, what are we uh, cooking up for next week? I think it's uh, Marty's pick, right? Marty, do you want to disclose? Uh, do you want to disclose it yet, or you want to keep it a secret? <laughs> or, or you want to tease us? I was joking. I, I was joking with Ahmed that it should be the Seventh Seal. <laughs> I've actually seen that film, so uh, the Seventh Seal is brilliant. Um, but uh, no, I don't think I don't think it'll be I don't think it'll be the Seventh Seal. Well, um, maybe the next week will be. It'll be. We can get that figured out. If not, it'll be another one. Um, and uh, yeah, um, thanks for listening, guys. As always. And by the way, if you have any suggestions for an underwhelming Trinity, or you have a pick for a movie that we want you want to discuss, send it over to uh, feedback at newpodcasting.com. Our new episodes are always on our website www.podcasting.com. You can follow us on Twitter or. Or uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, and I leave you with the beats of DJ Iron. <laughs>